Well, hello, friends. Welcome once again. This is Tales from the Secret Cabin, and we're back. This is awesome. So fun to be here. Officially launching season two, which honestly, I didn't know. I'm already crying. Just so you know, like I'm I'm getting already there. Like it's like I'm tearing up. I'm like, wow. I wasn't sure there was going to be an episode two, so I'm really excited that there's actually a season two. (laughs) That's very fun. Tons of stuff we want to get to. But uh, real quick, just who do we have with us today in the cabin? And uh, we'll launch from there. So my name's Phil, and uh, glad to be back. So who else is with us? I'm Jenny, and I'm back for season two. I wasn't on the very first episode, so I'm, it's like I'm on. F- it's like when you watch Netflix, and you're like, I get to be on the first episode of season two. <laughs> yes. I made it. Yeah, there were reasons why we didn't watch you on the first episode of season one, Jenny. But you, oh, you uh, yeah. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, and I am KJ, and um, I don't have a whole lot to add because I, I think that's all going to come out during this this episode. So uh, I'm I'm glad to be here. Good to yeah. see you, KJ. Thanks. Yes. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you, you in a long time. I know. I was like, <laughs> so it's cool to do this podcast because I don't really see you any other time. Know, and I so know. I was like, oh, Phil's back. This it's is where our worlds months. collide. Yeah. Yes, very true. And I'm Mariana. I'm with KJ. I'm going to save comments for when we start the conversation, but it's good to be here with you guys. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Well, all right. It's almost impossible to start this podcast without starting kind of right back at the cabin. Um, I don't know. I know I haven't been in here in whatever the last time we were in here. It's probably middle of July. Early yeah, early July. Before the backpacking no, trip. No, before backpacking. Yeah, I didn't, it was yeah. Backpacking trip. Back yeah. to the cabin. Yeah, so it's oh. been whatever that is, two, three, four months. Um, Whoa. And KJ has done a complete remodel. So yes. this thing is outstanding. You guys. Uh, so, so fun. So, yeah, so let's just give first impressions. This was great. We used to do this with all the first-time guests, and now we get to yeah. do it. Like, and, what are we seeing? And, what are we experiencing? But before we go in and talk about it, there was a purpose behind it. So the purpose had been like during the backpacking trip. So I felt like coming down, I was like, I feel different. And going back to the old cabin didn't feel correct to me. It was just like this feeling of things can't stay the same, like season after season, like things change. And so I think on the final episode of the backpacking uh, podcast, so I think I said, I'm going to change the cabin because I feel different. And so I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hoping um, that the same podcast comes back, but our context is different, but it's in the same place, but it's going to inspire a whole other type of, of experience, different type of feeling, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. So, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to share your heart behind some of the changes or do you want to hear no. our experience? Yeah, I'm and hoping go okay. that it's just going to be seen and experienced and felt yeah, instead yeah. of, so if I point it out, okay. Then, okay. then it's like, I like it. oh yeah, great KJ. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I can see that. You know, like, that isn't authentic to me. So yeah, go ahead. No, I just absolutely love the heart that I think being in the same place, but it looks completely different is a great illustration of just the dynamic of life and who we are and things that we go through and coming back here. But things are different. Like we are different. Think about all the things that have the things that have happened to each of us in this past year. And this is what I think it's a great representation of, of life. So what's a, what's a difference that's standing out to you right now? Well, so, um, should I just name things like there's this super cute, uh, modern farmhouse light with Edison. What do you call it? This Edison Edison light bulbs. Yeah, the, just the feel of it is great. The Which table, let me just mention too, floor. this was the first time we've ever set up the podcast in the light. Like I actually yeah, saw what we were doing. It's always been super yeah. dark. So I, I appreciate was... the, uh, you know, the design of the light. I really like the functionality of the yeah. light. <laughs> super you helpful. can now see like, in the secret there, cabin. Wasn't there a light on the corner though? Yeah, like it was that, up there. Yeah. there was like, like, it was a fake light. fire light. It yeah. kind of flickered and it, it was yeah. cool for that but it wasn't great for hooking up podcasting that's a good point i actually remember (laughs) the low light which this still is a low light but now we also have the fire which is awesome and warm and also provides extra lighting um the flooring is all new because it used to be what was the floor before i don't even remember 
It was just, just plywood. Bikes, yeah. It was just plywood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now there's nice. This looks like something you could market on Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, you is. might have plans. I don't know. I do. Know. Okay. No. No. It this is. is ours. That's great. I mean, like, part of me thought it'd be fun if if people who play the podcast at home could um, come here. And I'm, I'm putting in a, a pull down bed in here and so like people Zoom. who play the podcast could come and spend the Take night a in the cabin or that's i don't know so i i think that'd be cool but anyway well, really I, cool. even just the, the front door now the, the way that you did the door amazing. yeah this was like going into the shire that's yes. what it felt like this was frodo's house and we walked through those doors that's what i felt yes but i love that there's still a little bit of familiar things as well yep. that's so true. it's like oh wait that hasn't changed right uh-huh. And I'm sure there's intentionality behind that. There is there is artwork in here. Uh-huh. Um, now, what's the story behind that? Yeah. Um, so that that that's a painting that the Coons family gave me for Christmas in uh, 2015, and. Uh, it, uh, they just came over and they surprised mm-hmm. me and gave me that painting and I felt very seen. And so um, kind of like a, a heartbeat I'm hoping is for us. Um, oh man, how do I, I've, I've been going through this shift that I believe that the story of Christianity that I have had has been quantified by does God see me and so if he sees me then things are good Mm. or then I'm growing or something's happening and I've done this shift and I don't know how it happened to that's not correct the goal is to see God and God's the goal Mm. and that's it um God's the goal and so if I could summarize kind of like the heartbeat I have for everything. It's how do I vanish and be unseen so that he is seen. And so this (laughs) painting is symbolic kind of of that, um, that God is the goal. um, And I want to see God, period. That is outstanding. I love that. Well, thanks again for just the intentionality that you have put behind this. Um, I am curious, uh, as you were talking there too, I remember the way you talked about the cabin initially was was kind of this place to hide, right? It was a place that you kept secret, that you right. kind of ran away from things. And the way you've designed this now, it feels like a place you don't plan on hiding anymore. Right. This is more mm. of a place of existing or living mm. or uh, thriving, honestly. Yeah, yeah sharing. So Welcoming, hosting. again, that's my interpretation of this. But uh, yeah, mm. it's pretty, pretty special to see what you've done and um, all the work you put into it. So thank you. Absolutely. That's well, let's... I'd love to hear, I mean, because no joke, you know, no joking aside, like Cajun and I haven't really seen each other in a long time, but like, what have we been up to? What's, what have the last couple months, like catch us up? What, what have our lives been about? I know, you know, different things. I hear different things, but yeah. How are we doing? Just mm. what's life been like? kg has been hunting. How'd, been how'd hunting? the hunts go? Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I had, um, I had a couple of great experiences or man, I've had a whole bunch of great experiences, yeah. but, um, so, so I have a son who's 14 and he, he shot his first buck and that, that just changed me. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, then how the hunt happened and, uh, it was really poetic that, 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 that he actually didn't have a place to put his gun to take the shot so he put the gun on top of the shoulder that i have like i turned mm-hmm. he put his gun on my yeah, shoulder sure. and the two of us counted to 10 and he pulled the trigger and we and i did it together and it, it was just wow. really um it, it, it could not be planned better um and just the the symbol of that and uh and you know like he has has tried to shoot a buck since he was 12 and it just hasn't happened and um and then it finally happened and he's 14 and and so something i've been been thinking a bunch about is how in our church culture 
uh, possibly culture in g general, um, people create fabricated experiences to tell their kids they've grown up or here's a sword i'm going to tell you who you are you know like that that whole thing and i tried to do that at the age of 12. i tried to do that at the age of 13 and it just didn't happen and at 14 it happened and but it told the truth uh, because he hadn't been gr grown up at 12. He hadn't been grown up at 13 and his body has changed. We went on the backpacking trip. His confidence has changed. Mm. He hit puberty. He I mean, like and then he shot his buck and mm. it was like, oh, man, this could not have. <laughs> it was a truth teller. And there's a symbol mm. that like he will hold that forever now. And it was like, so as a father, the ability to participate in that mm. biggest gift. Wow. Ah, so cool. I don't know how to follow that KJ. That's, I, I, I mean, the story is beautiful. And I think it's funny how like, you know, you, you talk about, I mean, I think all of us here have kids around the same age, Phil, you're, you've got older ones, but still within this. What are you trying to say? Uh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> you're just a bit older, Phil. Yeah. A bit older. Just a <laughs> little bit touch. more Time. down the journey. Yeah. Time. Wiser. Um, Gray hair is a crown of splendor. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you come to this place where you, you see your kids getting older and you start to like experience things with them um, in this area of friendship not yeah. just in an area of like mm. molding and you know it's like obviously that piece is still there but it's, sometimes you can step away from that in the conversation and in the experience and be like wow you're just like you're yeah. a cool person you know you're not just yeah. my child but you are just an incredible like i want to be your friend i want to you know have experiences with you and not just provide experiences for you yeah or like That's purchase so experiences yeah. or and then there's this turning of the quarter that they're creating experiences for you. Mm -hmm. I, I like during our backpacking trip at the end. So I was processing in that podcast and I said it was cool to have him carry his own pack. Mm -hmm. And and like, wow, that was very cool. But in September, the two of us had a black bear hunt and um, he carried his own pack. But it came to a point that I got tired and he carried the pack that I had because <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, I can't do it. I was tired and yeah. I couldn't. And I asked him to pause. I had to take a break. And mm. he said, I got it. And he mm. carried both our packs. And <laughs> it was like, wow, this. Like, I used to wipe your butt. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't no. think that. But, no, but it was like the business. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, yeah. I get there. <laughs> no, that's yeah, amazing. It was really cool. That's beautiful. Um, I think when we left off the very last episode of last season, we were talking about the, and I was sharing the the chaos and craziness that that I was in, and I'm very glad that I happened that topic actually came up on that very last episode because that has been my journey since then. And I remember you, Jenny, said I, I hope I forget your exact words, but I hope for you in the next season that you are in a place where mm -hmm. you're experiencing a peace or whatever words that you used. And that has been, I think my past few months is, um, this pursuit of peace like never before in my life. And KJ said yesterday, uh, being a peace hunter and <laughs> I just so love, I love that. And, I, and that's going to be our topic for today. So I will just save a little bit. Yeah. I'll let you lead us into that, Phil. But that's kind of where I'm at. Peace wow. Hunter. Oh, that's good. I uh, Yes, we will definitely get there here pretty soon. Uh, you know, just a, a little bit in my journey the last couple of months, and I was joking with a few, few of you before, um, you know, obviously lots of things going on in terms of, of life and those kind of things. But, uh, you know, took on uh, a middle school boys basketball uh, coaching role and uh in terms of things that i would 
probably 99% of the time say no to. This was one of those times I was like, I'm going to say yes. And uh, I have absolutely loved <laughs> it. Awesome. It has been a, a blast. We're almost done with our season. Um, but it, uh, it has definitely challenged me in many ways that I uh, haven't been challenged in a long, long time. So I did some coaching way back in the day in another life. And it's been fun to kind of unpack that a little bit. Mm. And uh, yeah, so honestly, it's hard for me to look at the last two months and not just see it through the filter of, of Phil the coach, of a bunch yeah. of 14 year olds, coach, coach Phil trying to, trying to figure it out and uh, uh, learning a, a ton along the way. So that's All my right, mind. I can't wait. I, 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 I have so hear. many questions. <laughs> I want to hear the, the top funny oh. story <laughs> because I'm sure there's like, like a ton oh, of funny stories, but the man. top funny story that defines <laughs> the season that, no that you had. No need to mention names. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, it, <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, that has been fun, like to be around. And, and technically, I mean, we're talking 12 to 14. So, you know, yeah. that age group, um, they're just having fun all the time. And, you know, when you just... You know, that's that's a lot of my role is to try to get at least some productivity out of an experience <laughs> together because uh, they just want to have that all the time. But we've we've done a lot of fun things. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm amazed, honestly, at, uh, I can think through a couple of times just as a team where um, we'll be doing different competitions or whatever. And we there was one in particular that ended up in a tie. And so um, I don't know we just well, let's play pig real quick. You pick three players, you pick three players, let's play pig. And this kid like threw up this granny shot from half court to win this thing. And it just like, the kids go nuts. And yeah. I'm just like, you literally just did that. Like how, you know, you understand what would happen because if you lost, you had to run. So I was like, this is, but he just with confidence hit this granny shot. That's <laughs> awesome. Unbelievable. So it's that kind of stuff that just, um, you know, they're, they're constantly, uh, you know, that age, uh, a lot of times you're reacting, you're not thinking. And so <laughs> there's been a lot of moments where it's, I can't pinpoint one, but it's just like, Okay, you did that. Why? Like, yeah. like, like everything was going so well, and you did that. You did. Why? Why'd you do that? That's <laughs> but, not what we yeah. talked about. Um, that's good. What, I, yeah. What? What's one thing that you? Because you said you've learned a lot. What's one thing you've learned about yourself in this? Oh man. Um. Good or bad? That's a great question. <laughs> Probably bad. Mostly, I have. So. On a personal, I mean, I know this about myself a little bit, but and I kind of knew it going into it and talked to this with my wife quite a bit about, okay, if we say yes to this, you realize this is what's going to happen. And I'm, I have like almost OCD tendencies on this internal world of mine and I get really obsessive. And so I, you know, you would think we're playing like for the Olympics on this thing, like <laughs> the amount of mental energy I've put into yeah. trying to be successful in this world. Uh -huh. And so that's different. It's not that I don't do that. Um, and in fact, I, I tend to, to obsess about a lot of things internally, sure. but in coaching, at least in this environment, it, it's never internal then it expresses, right? So right. then you're constantly taking an internal world and constantly trying to figure out how to create and express it and using gifts and talents of people, putting those things together and different lineups and navigating, you know, people's professional dreams and mm -hmm. trying to help them understand the truth a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fun thing, but th I think all of that, um, it's the... There's a little bit of that world that sometimes I probably turn off because navigating a lot of other worlds. And so when it's your world, it becomes pretty obsessive for me. Yeah. So that's something mm. that, again, good or bad. But, um, you know, the really easy, the easier way to say that, probably my wife would be like, I've been absent. That's probably sure. what she would say. Sure. Um, but we knew that going in and, and, and she's loved it, too. And she's been amazing to 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 say yes to this as well. But it was like, nope, that's lived up to the expectation. So <laughs> what I thought was going to happen, did happen with, with great thing. effectiveness. But yeah, so that's, yeah, that's been that's my life. really but, good. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love your awareness and I love that. I love thinking about how our personal obsessions or perfectionisms or whatever, when that starts affecting people around us. <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw this out there. And, and again, you guys may or may not even be aware of this either, but um, just there's a funny part of the story. Um, so much to the point that I, so I dressed up as Ted Lasso for Halloween. Okay? Nice. And nice. the funny thing is, is I've had a beard and goatee for decades. 
And for Halloween, I shaved down straight to the mustache, went through the whole thing. And I show up. With, I see it. Well, but yeah. yeah but I yeah. mean, literally for an entire week, like nobody on staff made these comments. I got the weirdest looks from everybody. Like, And finally, Bruce on a Thursday was like, so Phil, did, did you do something different? <laughs> That's funny. I, I was like, it was like, this is the cheesiest thing in the world, right? Like, I'm literally going to do the Ted Lasso thing yeah. while I'm coaching. How cheesy is that? But no. I went all in and had a great time. So, yeah. Suckers every day. Or suckers life. Or what so, does yeah, he yeah, say? Yeah, 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 exactly. Football is <laughs> life. So. Football is life. Oh, yeah. But I do like walking around telling people they have stinking things. It would have kind of been stuff. awesome, though, if Bruce showed up on the same day and he did the same thing and said so i actually had the same thought and you did like you but that's the thing i saw in my mind i think i only really do zoom calls with you i know i didn't see you i didn't notice it i don't remember seeing just mustache there that's pretty cool well again i started growing it back pretty quick but it still was yeah by like like 4 p.m you know know, monday or tuesday i mean i'd go Mm -hmm. to these meetings i'm thinking man this is so awkward and Nothing. Nobody. Like, Way to nothing. be committed to the character. That's right. Good like job. I said, it just it expresses. Well, <laughs> no offense, uh, you know, or not no offense to our sweet staff, but like I grew my hair out for two years and <laughs> I chopped it all off, and not one person said anything. So. It's I one get of the, it. Yeah. No, I get it. I, think I get it. Maybe we just start to look the way we look, no matter what we do. <laughs> Everybody's too nice. There's something a bit off, but I can't pinpoint. I know. I, can't I just won't say anything. <laughs> So fun. That well, all right. Let's. I want to turn the corner just a little bit, and, and Mariana, you've hinted at this, but we are launching into a new season. Guys, and happy anniversary! Happy, exactly. This is a really big deal. And we were uh, Jenny. Uh, I don't know if Mar, if you were in the room or not. We were joking again just about that first episode. You know, we launched with Advent a year ago. Um, Tony and KJ and I, you know, tried this idea out, and literally. Um, I, I mean, didn't know exactly what was going to happen even after the first one and, and how this thing has evolved and morphed. But something that we thought was going to be really fun in launching season two was just to kind of go back to the beginning and launch with another Advent series. Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of the first of a four-part thing for us. We're going to release an episode every single week during Advent and kind of mm-hmm. follow the themes there and just allow Advent to inspire um, these tales as they come out of the secret cabin. So that's kind of my segue into into this and uh you know we can go a lot of different directions but mari i think you set the table pretty well like yeah talk to us about being a peace hunter that is remarkable <laughs> that, that's k give credit where it's due kj said that yesterday and i'm like i'm totally adopting this to my life <laughs> well i think it's important because i mean like how people typically have this idea of, of peace it's something to be obtained and uh mm. if you have peace you have peace Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think to pursue peace, that's to have peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, like typically people that have peace are in pursuit of it, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it isn't something to own and it's impossible to have all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just giving mm-hmm. this idea um, yeah, that's something to pursue. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I think for me, how this all played out, I think with most well, a lot, a lot of things in our lives, you got to get to a point, a, a, a low point. A deficit. A de- <laughs> yes, a desperate point where things are really affecting you for you to be proactive and like mm. something's got to change. And, you know, a few months, a couple of months ago, I, I, I felt it in every fiber of my bones. Just, oh, my gosh, I'm just... I'm exhausted and I'm drained and I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm feeling everything but peace right now. And it's day after day. It's not changing. It's not just, oh, it's a season. Oh, it's a hard week. No, it's a constant. And this is not okay. And I need to do something about it. And it was just a week before uh, my husband Daniel's birthday. And so we just... Uh, got the kids to my in-laws and we went out to the mountains uh, for like two days. It wasn't anything super extravagant, nothing crazy or big. We just went out and we're there overnight and we and we went on this hike <laughs> that changed my life <laughs> because we spent a, a few hours being present in the moment and having deep meaningful conversation and kind of it was this this moment of 
exhale and putting down the burdens and and being able to to inhale again but all the good things and i remember like part of me it's hard to slow down when you were coming in such fast speed for a long time and he set and i remember seeing daniel just just sitting there and taking it all in because he's such a better human than i am <laughs> and he's just like able to do this thing that i'm looking from the outside like what is he doing like what he's if- sitting down <laughs> <laughs> he's what sitting <laughs> He's got to be contemplating. Like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you making a grocery list? <laughs> Sat down. He's like, look at this, and he's taking it all in and that beauty mm. and and I was like, yeah, I saw that. What's next? You know? And like, no, no, I'm not gonna rush past this. And I remember thinking, I'm I'm trying to move forward because. I, I, I can't wait for the next things and I want to experience all the things and it hit me. I'm because I'm uh, of my fear of missing out to the other things that I'm not experiencing later. I'm missing out on what's happening right now. Mm. And I had that insight. I don't want to miss what I'm in the middle of what's what's here right now because of all the other things that i'm hoping to do or accomplish and and it was that moment of i will stop i will be here i'm gonna take the time (laughs) to be present and appreciate and so it so it was that beginning of that practice of wow talk about hunting peace that's that's one path and I've been fiercely trying to pursue that and replicate that. And I took a picture of that. It was actually a week later, another hike that we took. And I have a picture on my screen, uh, on my phone screen, which normally I have pictures of my kids, of my husband. Now I have a picture of myself <laughs> because of the feeling so that nice. I was feeling in that moment. And I took a picture because I want to rem- I don't want to forget that feeling that I had that day in that moment. Mm. How, how long ago was that? Uh, Mid-September. So, yeah. So what has fiercely hunting peace been looking like for you? Mm. You've been fiercely pursuing it mm-hmm. since September. I, I think there's a a healthy rhythm that I'm trying to establish. I think, um, you know, obviously God knows better. And he, from the beginning, established this thing called Sabbath (laughs) that I was horrible in. And I'm really trying to establish that rhythm of I have to stop and I have to breathe in again before I can go out and, and breathe out again. Um, I am more sensitive to when things start getting chaotic. And, and I think utilizing this vocabulary of chaos and just calling it out. Yeah. And like, no, I feel it coming. I feel the magnet pulling me back to that place. And I want to be proactive. And... Yeah, I don't know. I'll be thinking about it more. Those are a couple of things. Mm. Do you feel like you can articulate how that has changed you in the last couple of months? Or had you not been hunting peace where you'd be today if you didn't? Yeah, the crazy thing, I'm, I'm just learning so much about peace. It's like, it's funny. It's one of those things that, that you know everybody knows technically what peace is but I realized I had no idea what peace was and I'm discovering what peace truly is and one of the things that I realized is what what the lack of peace causes in your life and even how it affects your relationships Mm -hmm. and how that the chaos and hurry affects how I'm interacting with my children, how I'm interacting with my friends in my workplace in in my marriage, you know, and Mm. I think fostering peace and pursuing peace has affected not only my internal life, which of course that's massive, the state of my heart, but also my relationships. 
Nice. I think something that's been cool um, from an outside perspective. Um, first of all, um, I'm going to have to draw in a bunch of, I don't know, like talk about hunting um, to kind of hit this this home. Um, but a gift of hunting um, is the animal brings you to their habitat. Um, so that's the first thing it is you have to be in the habitat that the animal is going to be in to be successful at hunting. And so in this idea of hunting peace, the thing you're doing, the thing you've been doing is pursuing the habitat that peace exists mm. in. And, <laughs> and so good. that's the, the, like the first paradigm that, that I've, 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 I've been seen, mm. uh, that you've been doing is, I have to go to the habitat of peace. Mm. I have to pursue this habitat and this habitat. And I've heard that peace exists over here. So I'm going to explore that on this upcoming Saturday. And it's just been a really cool thing. And, um, and then I think the, um, the second phase of someone who's a successful hunter or pursuer, I guess, um, is, is they begin to understand the animal to the point that they become the animal to think how the animal thinks. Mm. And so in that it's everything changes. It's your, your, and, and so on Mm. this topic of peace, becoming the animal of peace in the habitat that peace exists, then to go back to the old habitat of chaos, having been in the habitat of peace, it feels assaulting mm. um it it feels like i don't belong here mm. and especially because you became the the animal mm. and for the animal who belongs in the habitat of peace they can't exist in the habitat of chaos anymore so they transform the habitat of chaos into the habitat of peace so that you're able to exist and i think like going full circle Mm. that's the point of the secret cabin for me is i had to create habitat Mm. um that that holy things could exist here if i am the the animal that i am pursuing and if i am hunting god Mm. (laughs) i gotta create habitat that god exists Mm -hmm. because the places that i am feel Mm. so and mm-hmm. it's been so fun seeing the journey that you've been on because there is like this vibrant pursuit mm. of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fun. Mm. I agree. I love that you said I'm fiercely pursuing because you are and it is very apparent. Mm. And one of the phrases that she uses is I feel like I'm on this bridge, you know, like I'm. I'm not mm-hmm. there, you know, and like we talked mm-hmm. about yesterday, you don't have to ever achieve. I've achieved peace. Check. <laughs> right? Done. You know, done. Check. But, yeah. Next. Yeah. But using all these, this imagery of like being on this bridge and, you know, going, but I love, mm-hmm. love the, you know, hunting, uh, that whole idea of yeah. that. And I, and I'm to go back with another thing you said, because it's these, these, you know, I call them these little like truth bomb things, mm-hmm. you know, that come down and um, that what you had talked about with when you start to get into these chaotic moments and you start to lose that peace and you it's you said that you heard, you know, kindness is the first thing that leaves, mm-hmm. you know, wow. and I was mm-hmm. I just it, it is such a um, symptom that you can see in yourself with yes. people, your relationships around you when yes. it's like, that was not kind, you yes. know, like, because I'm, I'm living and thriving in this moment of chaos by myself. And now I've, you know, my symptoms have creeped onto another person. And yes, that was a quote that I read in the middle of that, you know, right on the verge of all of this happening was you're rarely kind when you're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I was just noticing the the hurry and the yeah. unhealthy pace of my life and how that was robbing me of kindness, which is so unfair to the people mm-hmm. around me. My poor decisions were affecting 
things and people around me. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I that feeling of like, okay, I recognize the place where I was and the place that I want to be. And I feel like I'm in this bridge that connects the two of them. So what you said, yeah. and I, I, I like that a lot. And I think it was UKJ who said, yeah, we're... I think we're forever in this bridge. We're all in this pursuit of getting to the, that's the, it's about the direction you're headed. Like what I don't want is to turn around and be walking the opposite Mm -hmm. way. And you at least got on the bridge and got out of the. Yeah. (laughs) It's not about getting there, but it's walking that Mm -hmm. way. That's the direction I want to go. I think there's something to be said to the intentionality that you had when you had that moment, you know, with your husband, on that hike that you rather than coming back and going, Oh, that was good. That was peace. You were like, no, I'm going to seek it again. I'm going to try and replicate it, you know, like, and you did it for weeks and you know, you mm-hmm. still are like, I need to go back to that place rather than yeah. just, you know, like when people go on vacations or some, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, that was good. That was, that was peaceful. Uh-huh. But you are intentional about like, we need to replicate that and bring it back again. You yeah. know? Yeah. One of the the things that I love or I find myself doing quite a bit is uh, finding words that have multiple meanings or, you know, when you say the word, you're like, you know, it means this and this and this and this and this. And so just as we're talking about peace, I'm thinking through the the Hebrew word shalom Mm -hmm. and just the concept of shalom and how for me, at least this, it takes peace to this uh, mystical level in a very good way. Like it, it, it broadens and it's, and as you're talking through this idea of, of, habitat and home and, and going to, to live in that place or crossing bridges or there, there is this mystery to it that, um, so I just find myself the phrase of like hunting shalom even, or what does it mean, uh, for Christ to bring shalom in the season of Advent and, uh, the coming of Christ as it relates to that. So there's a question in there somewhere, but just as we're talking through this idea of maybe Mariana's journey or even our own journeys of this idea of, of, this season that we're entering into and Mm -hmm. focusing on uh, this peace that only Christ can give in the coming of Christ. What, what stirs within you as you're thinking through this season and and just that pursuit and yeah, kind of go from there. Yeah. I want to say something about that for sure, because that was, I think this, what I told you guys was the story of what happened, but definitely there's this, bigger picture of of my internal you know understanding and my spiritual journey with God that that has spoken so much to me that the bible doesn't start on genesis 3 it's not just you know there's a sin problem and we need to fix it it starts in genesis 1 and 2 and that has been kind of my theme lately as well because that's what God created that's that's what he intended and when in the that place of wholeness, that place of shalom, the place of God, the garden and the relationship and the where everything is good, where everything is right. And I think that's part of this craving. I think we're all craving to go back to that place. We want to we belong in this place where things aren't broken, where things aren't chaotic. And I think it's beautiful that Jesus come and he's the prince of peace, prince of shalom. And it's ushering the garden back and that reality back into our our lives and that's what Jesus brings so I think there's I agree with you Phil the the shalom and the wholeness and that reality of the garden is certainly a the big picture of this whole thing I I agree with that um and there's the ongoing joke between the two of us that <laughs> that it's the i agree 100 percent. however here's the part that i don't agree with you're, don't um, you're wrong you're completely wrong <laughs> when kj says he's agree he agrees 100 percent. here comes the disagreement no i think the, the place that you are pointing to i agree with but the thing you said was i want to go back to the garden the place it began but it didn't begin there and and going back to uh, you know, Hebrew culture, shalom, you're bringing in a whole bunch of, of good historical theology. It began by the Holy Spirit hovering over the 
void. Sure. And the Jewish people say the void hadn't been the void. In fact, it was the opposite of the void. It, the void was chaos. It, it was, it was so chaos that it canceled out all the things that it held to be empty huh. because it took a survey. God took a survey of the void, right? Like it's hovering over it, taking a survey. And then God begins to create by separating things and putting them in the places they belong. Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't happen that there was a garden and things were perfect. And this was the beginning. In fact, the beginning had been chaos mm -hmm. and the presence of Before God brings order and peace in the chaos because mm -hmm. the things in the chaos are actually really healthy and good, but they're not in chaos. And so mm -hmm. he separates the the darkness from the light. He separates the sky from the ground. They don't belong together. Mm -hmm. um, because if you combine the darkness and the light, there's nothing, right? Mm -hmm. If you combine the, the ground mm -hmm. and the sky, there's nothing. There's no... You know, and and then the sea from the land, like the whole creation process is order. Mm -hmm. The Jewish people had the Torah and they point out the Torah because they they said, so if creation, um, if people did not take care of it, if they did not account for it, it has a desire to go back to chaos. Hmm. Um, it has this desire to go back to the beginning. It's if if. People apart from the presence of God, they are going to drift back to chaos. So I am thinking about the different things that the Jewish people had to follow. It's all about the things that don't go together. Hmm. Uh, you don't combine this and this. You don't eat this and this, but you can eat it by itself, but you don't put this together here's the place that the hair on your head is supposed to be but it doesn't go that because that is a on the trajectory of chaos like huh. it's that's the premise of pretty much the whole old testament is everyone has a desire to go back drifting before there was order and and god is the one who separates and creates this peace and all things unto himself and it's like do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's so easy to point at the guard and say, oh, that's the thing. We're going back to the beginning. Uh -huh. But the heart to go back to the beginning is this. It, there is a deeper, darker secret of our soul that, that almost craves to vanish. What would you say, though, because that was prior to mankind. So when when. God created mankind it out of was what? in the place of Shalom, wasn't it? In the garden? Maybe. Um, okay. uh, uh, the things that God created uh, things from, uh -huh. the origins, the particles, the atomic, like it, okay. it has the shimmering. I see what you're saying, a bigger picture. Yeah, it's, it, yes. it's, you can't separate. Well, here's the. Yeah giraffe and here's how the giraffe thinks mm -hmm. it's like yeah but the giraffe is bone and blood and then carbon and carbon you know what i mean uh -huh. like tell yeah. me the place the carbon came from and it's the ooze of the void uh-huh you know yeah. I mean? like yeah i don't know it's yeah. the ash to ash dust to dust mm -hmm. and you will return yeah no i love that i think that that book the um the, um the ordinary, what is it called? The, the liturgy of the liturgy of the, the ordinary. The liturgy of the ordinary. Genesis one and two. What's that book? No, hold on. The liturgy of the ordinary. She one of the chapters. She said God started off by uh, separating chaos, right. dealing with chaos, and you start your day by making your bed, and that's right. that stuck with me every day when I get up and I'm pulling my blankets. Like everything starts off by taking care of that yeah, eliminating chaos like you start your day by making the bed remembering that's how god started off mm. yeah and I, you know again i just think going back to the concept of shalom where it it, it kind of reverberates in this this universe right it's, it's huge it, so even making the bed has has implications beyond just making the bed right and that's where this it's it's the beginning and the end and this idea that 
this peace that that Christ brings isn't just momentary experience of a oh, okay I feel at peace or relational peace or there's no wars or there whatever like there's mm-hmm. a there's something within the fabric of the universe and in the created order that extends over time and it just I don't know that's where I just love the concept of shalom breaking it's way through. bigger so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna come in here and maybe this is a little I'm a little late to the party but I I hear you guys use this word shalom okay and like again you all have these very you know you you have a background in this you know of reading about but I also hear like even in like the teaching the joy series teaching that we just talked about this word shalom keeps wrote like what is your definition of shalom because I'm guessing there's not a definition Correct. it is your definition well, that, so what again, is I would, I would say that's what I, what I'm finding that I love about that word is that there isn't one strong definition. It's not trying to reduce it down to the clearest defining. Right. It's it actually, Shalom, for me, I'm experiencing it a certain way that maybe KJ's not, or maybe somebody in the past didn't. Like there's this pursuit of, of this peace of God that transcends all understanding. So I can't get my head around it fully, but I, <laughs> I long for it. I was created for it. I can hear it in the making of the bed. I can hear it in as you want to go over the bridge. I can hear it in KJ's hunting story. I can feel it as we're in the cabin. Like so there's not a way to put language around that as much as like, mm. ooh, is this this we're tasting shalom. You said what you the ooze of shalom. The ooze of chaos. Yeah, but there's but there's no. something like it it just it's it's both and, right? There's a there's a tangible definition of what does it mean to be at peace and I I one hundred percent want to go after that and that's how i experience peace generally speaking but it's it opens up my eyes to you know there's something else there's something out there that is drawing me towards that's bigger that when i feel when i experience advent when i talk about this idea of christ being born and he comes to give peace Mm -hmm. like it's not just so we don't fight tomorrow Mm -hmm. as humans there's there is a bigger uh created universe mm-hmm. in a story of peace that is playing out in in that story that I think he's bringing as well. Yeah. And I, I, I think like something I, I truly just want to like bang the drum for is for Shalom to exist. Chaos has to happen first mm-hmm. compared to in how people uh, typically think about peace. It's, Pieces before the storm hits. Pieces before the chaos happens. It's, it's, there was peace before, but chaos is, or so peace is the answer to chaos. Peace is the ordering of the things that are chaotic. If all things had been created in him and through him, that there isn't, there aren't things that aren't. But in a chaotic order, they are not participating in shalom. And the active participation in the gospel and in the kingdom is to to be able to order and speak peace so that the environment that is created, the habitat that is built, the habitat of the kingdom is the garden from the beginning. And the things that God spoke to say, there will be darkness and there will be light. There will be ground and there will be sky. There will be land and there will be water. He knew Shalom because he is Shalom and he ordered. Mm -hmm. And there's this participation in that. And I think that's something I get excited about during the Advent season because it is not this desire for how things are to vanish, but it's this desire for the kingdom of heaven to crash into earth and order it so yes. that it, it, it like shimmers yeah. this like, oh, fruit will be born here now. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's great value. I don't have to hurry past this. Yes. And, you know, especially thinking about the Christmas season, there's yes. this hurrying past things to get to the, and man, I'm excited about our Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> like I truly am. I'm excited to be there. Um, I've thought about that. Our, our party's going to be really good. 
Sorry, um, Phil. It's okay. Mine's be better. <laughs> okay. Compared, I just know that. So you guys enjoy whatever party you're talking Compared about. Compared to typically our parties are something to get over with so that there will be something else to get over with so that we're able to get over to the, and the chaos of Christmas rather than the peace of Christmas. Exactly. And so if things are seen through the perspective of Shalom, mm. what a gift our upcoming season is because I'm really excited to experience mm-hmm. it together. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the, you know, just reading the Christmas stories, how that that's how out of everything that the angels could have announced, that's what they announced. Jesus came peace on earth. And how powerful is that? But think about the Jewish people who are hearing that. When they hear that, it's everything is going back to how it was. Because the creation story, as you brought up, that was peace in the Mm. chaos. And Mm -hmm. remember the fear of the Jewish people. It's going back to the chaos. And they're experiencing the chaos of the empire. And peace on earth. And it's like everything is going to be ordered again. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, this has been a a good launch into the Advent season. I've really enjoyed just getting back together. Oh my gosh! Thanks for. Uh... Does this have to end? <laughs> Ever? No. No. Let's no. just keep going. No, we'll just push pause. How's that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, KG, we did this kind of last year. I don't know if we're, we've done enough things to call them traditions, but we're going to call this a tradition. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at least during the Advent season, it's just great to end these conversations with just a blessing. So would you yeah. end our time with a blessing? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Great. But I also have something I'm really curious about. Okay. And that there's this like carrot out there that I've been kind of following. Um, so I was told there's going to potentially finally be the Instagram account for the secret cabin. Oh, it, is that, <laughs> I don't, did our argument come to the, like, I, the end? I like, don't or? have Shalom with it, but. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. That's exactly well, how you should well use that. Well, by the time this airs, oh, so it will have been happening for weeks. Okay, cool. So, so it's out there. How do, do I find it? How am I going to find it? Just, just search for Tales from the Secret Cabin on Instagram and follow us there so we can stay connected there Just as well. search. Find it. Just search. Maybe it'll be, be up. Be an Instagram hunter. Okay. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conjure up a blessing. And I'm going to think about um, you and the place that you are and and just like hearing um of hearing the people who play this podcast i'm trying to think of all of you and the places that you are and the places that you play this podcast and um all of this conversation is very honored (laughs) um to be in the places that you are And I pray that you find a place now to exhale, um, that you begin to see the shimmers of shalom. May you begin uh, to feel the excitement of the Advent season as if things you haven't experienced are coming. May your eyes be open and turn towards heaven and that there is a vibrancy in your heart to pursue, to hunt, to create habitat, and to enjoy peace in all the secret places that it is found. In Christ I pray. Amen. Amen.